This just feels different. That's what Randall Cobb said of his team's chances to make a second-half push for the playoffs after a slow start. We've lost games before, but this just feels different. And it doesn't feel good. It's not fun. We've got to figure something out. That's the full quote as reported by ESPN's Rob Domovsky, and Cobb is exactly right. This does feel different. The Packers have staggered through quarters, halves, even entire games on their way to a 3-4-1 start. It's barely worth recapping them all in depth anymore, but the broad strokes go something like this. A bad half and then heroism against Chicago. A good start and then Clay Matthews against Minnesota. A bad day all around in Washington. A deceptive day against Buffalo. A really bad day against Detroit. A slow start but a fast finish against San Francisco. A strong start but Ty Montgomery against Los Angeles and then a collapse when it mattered most against New England. After Chicago and Minnesota, none of those games really look like a team that's really on the verge of figuring things out. Even against Los Angeles and New England, two games where the Packers were competitive before coughing it up at the end, it seemed like the Packers were in the games as much despite themselves as because they were really playing well. The Packers have been to the brink before under Mike McCarthy. That's what Randall Cobb was referring to when he said this felt different. They've come back from this before, but this time around it feels different. But going to the edge is dangerous for obvious reasons. Just because you've pulled back in the past doesn't mean you can do it again. At a certain point, you're just being reckless. And maybe that's what feels different here. At 3-4-1, the Packers need to reel off seven wins in their next eight games to get them to the 10-win plateau that Mike McCarthy so often talks about. That's not impossible, but it takes a team firing on all cylinders for two months straight for it to come about. After watching this team struggle to fire on all cylinders for two consecutive drives, much less two quarters or two halves or even two games, do you have a lot of confidence that it can happen? Blue 58! Hello and welcome to another episode of Blue 58, the one and only podcast to thepowersweep.com. Joining us for a preview of this weekend's game at Lambeau Field against the Miami Dolphins, here are five things for you to think about during that game on Sunday. Number one, a game like this Sunday's Packers-Dolphins tilt tends to bring out the prognostication that a warm weather team like the Dolphins really won't be able to cope with the harsh climate of Green Bay. But historically, that actually hasn't been a factor most of the time the Dolphins have played in Wisconsin. The Packers have played the Dolphins in Wisconsin five times since 1980, and the game has been played after Halloween exactly twice in that stretch. This is the latest that Miami has played in Green Bay since December 8, 1985. The Dolphins won that game 34-24 as Dan Marino outdueled Jim Zorn that day. Number two, Aaron Jones has been on fire the past two weeks, even if he hasn't gotten the ball as much as some might like. In the Packers' last two games, he's accomplished something that's only been done twice in Packers history. Against the Rams and Patriots, Jones ran for more than 75 yards on fewer than 15 attempts in back-to-back games. Only Ryan Grant in 2007 and Jerry Ellis in 1984 accomplished that in a Packers uniform. Jones now leads the NFL with six yards per carry and has run for a first down on 35% of his carries. That's tops in the league and four percentage points better than the next closest back. Even if he hasn't quite put up the same numbers, Jones's counterpart in Miami is no slouch either. Ageless running back and future Hall of Famer Frank Gore will play his eighth career game against the Packers on Sunday. Gore has scored nine touchdowns at average 4.8 yards per rush against the Packers in his career. He hasn't lost to them in five straight games. The last time Green Bay beat his team was all the way back in 2009. 
Gore is averaging 4.2 yards per carry on 104 runs so far this year. Number three, Brock Osweiler will start for the Dolphins at quarterback. This season, Osweiler has the NFL's second-best passer rating on third down at 116.6. He trails only Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers is third with a passer rating of 116.2 on third downs. Osweiler is making his second start against the Packers. He last faced Green Bay in December 2016 as the member of the Houston Texans in a game that was tied 7-7 headed into the fourth quarter. The Packers needed two touchdowns in the final 15 minutes to put away a win. But Osweiler, for his part, was efficient. He completed 62% of his passes for 202 yards and a pair of touchdowns. And not that it counts for anything, but Osweiler is also the tallest person in the NFL to complete a pass this season. At six foot seven, he stands above the rest of the passers in the NFL by at least an inch. Number five, or number four, excuse me, at first blush, the Dolphins might seem like a pretty terrible team, but in reality, it's more accurate to say they're just an average team with a bad to average quarterback. In fact, you could make the case that the Dolphins are really just the Packers with a slightly worse quarterback situation. To wit, Brock Osweiler's QBR is 49.3 so far this year, but Aaron Rodgers is just seven points better. The Dolphins have one of the most methodical offenses in the NFL, averaging nearly 30 seconds between snaps. Their pace only speeds up by a second when they're trailing by seven or more points. The Packers, meanwhile, take nearly 27 seconds to snap the ball when they're trailing by seven or more points. Finally, the Dolphins are eighth in the NFL with a plus five turnover margin, while the Packers march, mark of minus one is tied for 18th. And number five, Devontae Adams has only, ma- only managed 40 yards against the Patriots last week, but he managed six catches. And as a result, he has at least five catches in each of the Packers' first eight games this season. Only Adams, Pittsburgh's Antonio Brown, Atlanta's Julio Jones, and Minnesota's Adam Thielen have five catches or more in eight games this season. Adams also managed five or more catches in the final two games of 2017, giving him a streak of 10 consecutive games with that amount. He also ranks third in franchise history behind two streaks by Sterling Sharp of 18 and 13 straight games with that many catches. And speaking of rankings, Adams only needs 28 catches over the rest of the season to move past Paul Kaufman into the top 15 on the Packers career catches leaderboard. So who could be an X factor this week? Well, if there's one thing that seems to be true about Aaron Rodgers and his struggles in the passing game this year, it's that he seems to have difficulty when an early option isn't open. In the past, he could always count on Jordy Nelson working open late to bail him out, but that hasn't been the case this year for obvious reasons. And though he really hasn't done it so far this year, the Packers could really use Jimmy Grand to fill that safety blanket type role for Rodgers. If the Dolphins can slow down Rodgers' primary read, Graham could be just what the doctor ordered for a quarterback who isn't playing up to his usual standards. What happened the last time the Packers and Dolphins played? Well, the Packers and Dolphins last got together in week six of the 2014 season when the Packers traveled to Miami to battle the Heat, Humidity, and head coach Joe Philbin, who's now back with the Packers as an offensive coordinator. On an 86-degree, 63% humidity day, Aaron Rodgers was sharp enough to get the job done. He threw for 264 yards and three touchdowns on 42 attempts. The Dolphins rallied late. But Rodgers responded, leading the Packers on an 11-play 60-yard drive, which included a late completion to Devontae Adams on a fake spike. He connected with tight end Andrew Corliss for a four-yard game-winning touchdown with three seconds remaining just a couple of play laters. 
couple of plays later. The Packers won 27-24. to So who's going to win this time around? Well, here's something clear. The Packers should win this game. Throughout the rest of the stats, throughout the fact that he hasn't played as well as he could have so far this season, the Packers have Aaron Rodgers and the Dolphins don't. That should be enough of a difference even in a year where Rodgers hasn't quite been what we expect from Aaron Rodgers. I'm all but certain the Packers are going to win this week, but the important part is how they win and what that tells us about the team going forward. If the Packers can't take care of business against a team they should beat, that says a lot about the state of the team right now. Let's keep a close eye on how the Packers perform this week, even if they do win. Just getting the W alone isn't enough to change how I feel. The vast majority of voters are with me as we turn to our survey results for this week. Most people seem to think the Packers are going to win. Our survey returned a 75% win confidence rate. That's the highest since voters returned an 80% rate against the 49ers in Week 6. Voters, generally speaking, are down on the Packers' playoff chances, though. Our poll showed a 48.5% confidence rate in the Packers' chances at making the postseason. That's the lowest the mark has been since uh, any point this season. By 11.5%, people are down on the Packers this week. Finally, our voters really weren't a big fan of the move to cut Jermaine Whitehead, who was claimed on waivers by the Cleveland Browns after being released by the Packers after he was ejected from Sunday's game against the New England Patriots. 55% of voters said they disagreed with the move. One last thought. To continue our theme of the Dolphins being the Packers, essentially, but with a slightly worse quarterback, let's rewind the clock to 2015, another year Aaron Rodgers was not quite Aaron Rodgers. On Thanksgiving night that year, the Chicago Bears came to Lambeau Field and eked out a 17-13 win. Prior to that game, quarterback Jay Cutler had thrown multiple interceptions in each of his starts at Lambeau Field, but that night, Cutler didn't throw a single pick and, in turn, helped his team to win for the first time in his era in Green Bay. What's notable about that game was who was coordinating the offense for the Chicago Bears. That would be Adam Gase, who is now the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. Now, I don't think it's entirely out of the realm of possibility that with another competent performance from a question mark of a quarterback, Gase could help his team steal another win in Lambeau Field. Will it happen, though? We'll have to wait till Sunday to find out. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you on Monday after what we hope will be a Packers win. We're going to learn about a lot about this team one way or another Sunday afternoon. Hope you enjoyed the game. I've been your host, John Meerdink. Thank you once again for listening.